Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, and there are three other Satellite Sisters on the line on a Saturday afternoon. What does that say about us and our summer plans, sisters? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julie Dolan, Dallas, Texas. Julie, welcome to the show. Well, happy Bastille Day to you as well. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that had not even dawned on me yet. July, July 14th, Bastille Day. Yes, so... Live it up, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Vive yeah. la France, I think, is <laughs> off with their heads. I don't know what you say on Bastille Day. All right. Liz is in Santa Monica, California. How are you, Liz? I'm good. I'm fresh back from San Diego, Leanne. I was yeah, I was at Comic-Con, like the center of the geek universe, for the last couple of days. So I'll have a report on that later on. It's just such a total experience. So, yeah, back in Santa Monica, though, on a Saturday afternoon, sitting at home. Hey, Monica, you weren't at Comic-Con this week, were you? Did you stay put in Portland, Oregon? No, yeah, I was working all week, Leanne. Weren't we just together last weekend? It's hard to believe it was only a week ago because so much has happened. But, uh, yes, a week ago we oh, were – You guys were in Bend on vacation, right? Yes, we were floating down the river, floating down the Deschutes River right about now, just a week ago, and that was delightful and delovely. Uh, but, Liz, isn't there something you want to say to your big sister, Julie? Is it, Julie? I know that besides today being Bastille Day, which I'm going to go eat a croissant as soon as we finish this show, yesterday was your birthday, and it's not that I forgot. It's just uh-huh. I was in some other universe, remember, because I was at Comic-Con where it was like many, many thousands of years, either in the future or the past, depending on how you think about that. So I did not wish you a happy birthday. But happy birthday yesterday, and to your son, Will, you guys share a birthday. Did you do anything special for your birthday? Uh, Yes, I went out with my friend Anne, and we had a a delightful little time. Yes, I'm just back from London, so I had celebrated a little early birthday with my husband in London, Um, but I I had a very fine day, and I will take your birthday greetings, Liz, even if you are the last of the sisters to... But yeah, yeah, Monty, yeah. Monica got in early. Leon got gave me a phone call. Sheila wrote me a nice note. I'm happy to hear from you, Liz. Okay, very. Right. I just uh, I thought about it on the five driving back from San Diego, and I thought Julie would not want me to text and drive, so that's why I didn't send you any kind of message. That's the right thing to do, and I just want to thank all of our satellite sister friends that posted on my Facebook page. It was uh, overwhelming. Yes, very overwhelming. It's Lots the best of- thing about Facebook. Let's face it. I, that's right? true. I agree. Yeah. It's the best day of the year on Facebook. Yeah. Your yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it, they just keep pouring in all day long. And I love them all. <laughs> so even the people that you can't really remember while you're friends on Facebook, they yeah. know it's your birthday and they wish you a happy birthday. Yeah. And, and I think, don't you like to get those notices as well that it's somebody's birthday, one of your friends, so yes. that you can send a little yes. little note? I enjoy that very much. So all in all, a good day uh, was had by the birthday girl. So how was London? 
Well, okay, here is the headline. I was there uh, um, for uh, meeting my husband, but also I felt it was my obligation to do a little pre-Olympic scouting uh, for Satellite Sisters. Now, they have no budget for this, and I had no credentials, and you can't get into any um, venues, but that doesn't stop me from coming up with some wild conclusions, observations, predictions about what's going to happen in London in just two weeks. Okay. Go for it. Is the head? It's going to be a big hit, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Really? People are going to enjoy the Olympics? Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a fantastic Olympics, okay? I just, I mean, I know, I, I don't want you to listen to any of those narratives about, you know, things that might go wrong or, you know, or just it is going to be a big hit. And here are the reasons why. Number one. The Brits are on a roll. London, in particular, is on a roll. I don't know if any of you caught any of the Queen's Jubilee. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the flotilla. You know. Gosh. Okay. So they are like. Best flotilla ever. (laughs) Really? Really? They are totally pumped up. All those royals, they are in excellent, except for Prince Philip, in excellent shape. They're ready to go. They're going to roll out those royals, and um, that's going to add a lot to the Olympics. Okay. The other thing is. Everyone in England, just after Wimbledon, is so excited about sports. And, you know, they were so happy about Andy Murray, even though he lost in the finals of Wimbledon. They have such a great sense of pride and they have that spirit and that stiff upper lip. And they have so much confidence. Sometimes Brits lack confidence. That's correct. (laughs) It's the whole broken down empire thing. You know, it just eats away at your confidence. The fact that in the last hundred years you lost an empire. Okay, okay, Liz, but they, that is, that is, they are not thinking that. They are thinking Queen's Jubilee, they had a successful flotilla, so that's going to be great. Okay, the other aspect that is going to really look good on TV, because none of us have tickets to the Olympics, so we'll be watching it on TV, is it's going to be so green and so lush there. <laughs> Those Chinese made U.S. uniforms are great. <laughs> They're going to look great against the green background because I because it has rained in London and in England, all over England for the last two months straight. OK, so it's beautiful over there because it's so green. So it's not going to be dry, dusty. We're not going to have any of those smog issues that we had in Beijing. Right. Yes. It, mm-hmm. It's nice, clean, fresh air that's been cleansed by the rains. <laughs> Sounds like it would be hell on allergies, though. So, Monica and Leanne, it's a good thing you're not actually attending. No, yeah, Leanne's husband was very concerned about the rain in London. Yeah, he, he's just concerned that there won't be any world records set uh, oh. in the in the track and field. And I reminded him of how grim it was at the uh, U.S. Uh, track and field, the trials that we had in Eugene, Oregon. So I said, the U.S. Olympians will be ready because <laughs> they've already run in the rain for two weeks straight. So they'll be ready. That is yeah, a good if, point. If you are going, yeah, just bring it on. You just have to bring the rain gear, the boots. There's going to be, you know, you need blankets. Or it's going to be cloudy skies. There's going to be mud. I mean... I think it sounds nice, like cool and lovely. I mean, remember, spoken like a true Oregonian. For God's sakes, Monica! A great two weeks to watch sports outside. 
Okay, so it just the, may not be a good two weeks to do sports. Uh, that's the problem. It's going to be. It might I will be, be doing them. <laughs> might be a little tricky for the horses and the equestrian events. I mean, a little slippery, a little muddy. But other than that, I you know I think it's going to be great. Okay, other aspects of it. Okay, I have such high hopes about that opening ceremony. Yes, I do. I mean, it's just going to be totally different. You know, they are trying to recreate the English countryside, complete with a rainstorm. How? <laughs> Oh, really? Yes, it's they're going to have it rain during the opening ceremonies, Leanne. I mean, I mean, it's probably going to be raining anyway, but they're going to bring in rain. They're going to have sheep. They're going to have cows, chickens. They're covering the entire in inside of the stadium with grass. I actually met someone whose job it is. She's in charge of a small piece of turf for the opening ceremony. <laughs> nice. She's very proud of that. Okay. Also, Paul McCartney opening ceremonies. Yeah. I, I know the Chinese had those ten thousand drummers, but London has a beetle. Okay. <laughs> what you need? You need one beetle. He's going to get out there. He's going to sing some one of the songs. It, it's going to be a huge hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Royals have spoken about any time there might even be a lull, any sort of small controversy. You just know that they are going to send. Bill and Kate out. <laughs> Just smooth things over. Yeah, anything with the judging, any problems. No, that's Will and Kate. They'll be out. <laughs> They'll be doing that. And then I think the other thing that we are just going to love as Americans watching this, it's all going to be in English. Okay. <laughs> yeah, only better because they're going to have that wonderful British accent. So everything is going to sound so much classier, even events like weightlifting, which, you know, or, you know, it's just or women's boxing, which I don't know if that's a classy event, but it's going to be classy at the London Olympics, right? Yeah, no, I'm psyched. I was working on some scheduling thing at work the other day, and I had a whole big thing blocked out on my schedule. And somebody said to me, what is that? Like, you're not available then? I'm like, well, that's the Olympic opening ceremony. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you, I, I will. I will not be available at that time. <laughs> you don't don't hold back. And I, even the this week, the big concern that they that the British are calling up three thousand additional troops for security for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's fine. Okay, the, again, this is the land of James Bond. They have MI6 there. They have excellent security. Everything, the, the whole place is on a TV in London. You can't go anywhere where you're not on TV. So <laughs> I think I, I actually I'm not worried. Uh, that worried about the security. I think they have that under control. They have two. I have two areas of concern that I. <laughs> okay, let's, let's hear these. Okay, the first is if you are actually going to to London, you're in big trouble because <laughs> immigration. Okay, you they, you cannot even believe the they have not beefed up the number of immigration officers. So when you get off a plane, it doesn't matter what you have, Liz. You know, you know, I have global entry. I have right. iris. I have iris passes in London. They have they have my eyeballs scanned there. I'm supposed to be able to just zip through. OK, I have fast track. Nothing, Liz. Two really? hours. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, yeah. Two oh, yeah. hours? 
I don't know if you heard on the show a couple of weeks ago about my sunscreen bust at Heathrow. Were you on Satellite Sisters two no, weeks ago? But I, I, I yes, I ran afoul of the authorities with some yes. sunscreen, and that was I like they told me you can just forget about making your flight. But I showed them. I made that flight, but it was it was tight. Yeah, there are a lot of people they're trying to put through that airport, and they're slowing the whole process down for yes. the added security. It's yeah. Right. Hmm. So uh, and but they haven't. They they just need more people sitting in the those little chairs checking passports. That's that's my opinion. Okay, so that's the first area of concern. They've got a couple of weeks. Maybe they could get it together. A bigger area of concern, I tried to go visit um, uh, some Olympic venues. But, of course, you know, they, you can't get anywhere near them. But the only one you can really see is in Hyde Park, um, that, where they are going to have um, part of the triathlon is going to be in Hyde Park, where they're, this, I guess, during the swimming portion of it, they're going to be swimming in that body of water they have in Hyde Park. You know, it's near Princess Diana's memorial. Well, also, isn't it like a little pond? It's a pond, Liz. <sighs> and there also happen to be maybe sixty. I counted them: eighty large geese. <laughs> I, you know, I, just I can see why this is an area of concern. <laughs> this is going to be an area of concern because. I was like, when are they going to get rid of the geese? I mean, you Olympia. But then I thought, oh, I bet because of all the animal rights activists in London, they're not going to be able to get rid of these geese. And they are like, the geese are doing their things in this, in the water. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, water is filthy and they're all there. They're swimming around. They're on the, they're on the bank. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am going to be watching this event very, very close. <laughs> okay, it sounds like it could be the most hilarious event ever, though. You heard you it here first. <laughs> I mean, I, I kept looking at it. I was like, well, clearly this is not an Olympic venue, but it is. They have a large, they have a large grandstand there. They have television towers. Something big is going to happen in this pond. But they got the 60 to 80 geese on the uh, right there. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out. This, but that, is, this is good. Man versus geese. I'm seeing it as like an ongoing summer replacement comedy show, you know? <laughs> so, but okay. if they can, like, sort out the geese and get a few Im- more immigration officers, I'm telling you, it's just going to be such a hit. I can't wait. Okay. I'm well, very you know, The good news is there is, I read in the paper today, NBC is planning 5,353 hours of live uh, live broadcasting in that's all, 5,000 hours of live broadcasting that's exciting and now we all know which one to tune in for it the triathlon <laughs> right I'm which wouldn't the- normally be on my list yeah. but okay i'm taking the whole week off okay to watch the tv Olympics. oh yes i planned this like a year in advance um so leon i'll be watching some of those 5,000 hours i will not be competing but <laughs> You know, I am, that is, I'm taking the whole week as vacation, starting with the opening ceremonies, my first night off. Perfect. Perfect. The only only good news for me is that because I work for a television network, it's okay for me to sit in the office all day and have my TV (laughs) on. So I've already thought through that part of it. But that's why I was making notes in my calendar about which events are where. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, one other sports story, not as delightful. Of course, the big report came out this week on the Penn State abuse scandal. And, Julie, I would like to issue a public apology to you because when that scandal first broke, you were the one that said they should absolutely cancel the football season, 
They should shut down the football program right now. And I thought that was a little harsh. I argued that that seemed a little harsh, I'm sure, when we got to the bottom of this and the facts came out, uh, that it wouldn't look as bleak as that. And you know what? It looks absolutely worse. It looks absolutely worse that Joe Paterno and that whole staff there absolutely put football above everything else. And it is astonishing that report was just demoralizing and astonishing, wasn't it? It was. It, it was awful. It was, you know, where, you know, people that were in positions of power, people that should have done the right thing for the unit, for the children, for the university, did did everything they could to make sure that none of that came out. And uh, and even as they discussed that, you know, from all the emails that were reviewed, they never really talked about the children. No. I mean, they talked about the victims they only referred to the football program and what was best for sandusky and you know it is it is a shameful day and um as a penn state i'm a penn state alum my husband went to penn state you know it's just a shameful day and i know now the big big discussion on campus is whether to take down you know the very prominent statue of joe paterno and i think they should yeah i think they should too i mean he just he could not come off worse Right. right. I mean, his he just he, c- comes off like he literally could care about nothing but the football. I think the most revealing line in the report was from the two janitors who also witnessed Sandusky, who said, we didn't want to say anything because we knew we'd get fired but by they Coach would get fired. Paterno. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that just says it all. That is right. like a university run by football. It's, it was astonishing to me, really. I, I, I was so much more upside down than I thought it was going to be. And, and when I'm, you heard Louis Free talking about it, I mean, you've run the FBI. It takes a lot to shock you. You've yes. seen a lot of really callous, awful behavior. But even he seemed shocked by the depths um, of this and that so many supposedly upstanding people were 100% willing to look the other way, not even for a second consider uh, the interests of the young people involved here. It really is unbelievable. At, at a university where the president of the university, you know, they have whole policies on sexual, you know, harassment. All of that is was in the university system. And yet when they were faced with, you know, with a, something that would have harmed the football program, they, you know, because it's all about money. And I think they should shut it down now. I know a lot of people, you know, are saying, well, it's unfair to the athletes that are there, the students that came um, but I just don't know how you can, you know, you can run a, a football program. There is so much more that the university has to do to sort of heal itself of this very shameful event because it was, you know, up and down in the university. I know. You know? I know. Right. It's right. Like not one single person thought as a parent or right. as an aunt or as an uncle. I mean, it, it's just astonishing that all those particularly men, all those men could think, "Mm, let's figure out a way to just get around this and keep moving forward and keep letting this guy in the building for 10 years. Right. right. There's a big story in today's New York Times and the Saturday New York Times about how in the last year when all of this was being made public and people were testifying in front of grand juries, at the same time, Joe Paterno was renegotiating his contract and not only getting himself a big raise, but asking for all of these additional benefits for his family, like using 
Penn State's private jet, having his wife be able to use the hydrotherapy equipment in the gym, all of that kind of stuff was going on at exactly the time this was being made public. To me, that just reinforces that they didn't care at all. It just did not intrude. Even as it was being made public, they really didn't believe that there was anything wrong with what they had done. Just unbelievable. I would like to... And I'd like to see the Board of Trustees shut down the football program before the NCAA, which is now doing its own investigation, comes to that same conclusion. You know, I mean, that's that's what I'd like. Julie, I just think of all the fall weekends when you and your husband were at Penn State, when we would drive out and visit you for the weekend. And we never went to a football game, of course, but the uh, but you would see all those Nittany Lions roll in and their RVs and just like what an amazing source of pride that was for that university and what a on the positive side, what a positive community culture was created by the success of that team. And I don't know how you could have that same spirit rolling into State College this fall to see a game. I don't know how it would ever be the same for you right. no. I don't, as, I, as a fan. Yeah, I think you would just have to really stop and, uh, and, and just, and it, you know, because there are consequences. I mean, it's, you know, it will, I mean, because the football program generated so much money, that went to other sports programs. I mean, the implications of this are much more widespread. But you're right. I just don't know how you can do that when, you know, when you have all these victims. That, and that, I mean, it's not enough to, you know, just say, okay, well, that was last year. Now let's get back to the football championship. Right. Want- right. Exactly. It's not. It's not, Well, it's not. Clearly it's not. Like, I yeah. thought it would be. You know, I thought the report was not going to be that bad. But it was worse than I could have imagined. So, my apologies, Julie. You were right. I was wrong on that one. Um, all right. So moving on to something completely unrelated, but that has rocked my personal world. Uh, while I was on vacation in the state of Oregon, the city of Pasadena here in California eliminated plastic bags from the grocery store. <laughs> oh, no. Now, That's a hard transition to make, Leon. Yeah, we went through that transition in Santa Monica last year. And, uh, you know, it, like a couple of weeks you'll be over it, Leon. I promise you. And in the end, it's fine. You know, Liz, I, I with all due respect, uh, I buy like uh, $400 worth of groceries a week. Okay? I know. Buy like- I, you buy like one. How, how many bags do you need for the two bottles of wine and the non-fat milk you buy, Liz? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good point. You yeah. are a higher volume shopper. Yes. I get it. I also have a higher volume dog to consider, uh, and I needed those plastic bags. So I have explained in the past at Chaos Chronicles that I've been hoarding bags for six months now. So now most of the free space in my house is, is crammed with plastic bags because I need them for the dog walks. Well, yeah, I understand how you need them for your dog because I panicked about that too. Yeah. With the, we're going to do away with plastic bags here. So I come back, and of course, I, I'm not relating. I've been in a, a foreign country. I've been in Oregon. And I come back, and um, <laughs> uh, I go to Vaughn's, and immediately I'm confronted with there are no more bags at Vaughn's. And I have a giant full cart because I'm just back with teenage boys. And everything I predicted has come true, you guys. I said this is, first of all, I can't stand it when people bring their own bags because they're not they're- uniform shape. They're shoved all together. They leave them at the bottom of the cart, and the poor bagger is going, do you have your own bags? Do you have your own bags? Do you have? It takes forever to get through checkout. Now it's like 10 times longer, okay? And, That's of course, true. I didn't have any bags, so they do have paper bags available, but they are not enthusiastic about making those paper bags available to you for 10 cents. So 
They're like, did you did you want to buy bags? I literally have a giant cart of groceries. <laughs> I'm like, why yep. am I supposed to get them to the car if I don't buy the bags? <laughs> well, you can just carry them in your arms. I occasionally do that when I forget my bag. But again, it's relatively few items. <laughs> yes. People all over Pasadena now are walking around with armfuls of groceries. It's pathetic. I can't, I can't believe it's come to this. I saw a grown man in a suit shoving butter in his briefcase the other day. Wrong. I mean, so then I had to go bring the bags the next time because one four hundred dollar trip to the grocery store isn't enough. I needed another one, and I I misjudged the bags. So now it's not about buying what I need; it's about buying food to fit into the bags that I have. <laughs> so it's a geometry thing now. So I had three big bags, and I get there, and then the transactions closed, but and I have like a big thing of orange juice a nice hot roast chicken and some ice cream. And they're like, sorry, you can't have a bag. Cause the transaction was like, can I give you a dime? Two dimes? No. Like that was it. So I had to like carry the chicken, the ice cream and the orange juice out in my arms. I thought I was going to go out of my mind. <laughs> just, you need a bigger purse. It's just no, not working. There. A backpack, perhaps, Liam. It's just, and then I went to, uh, then I went to Target the other day, which also is affected by the pr- plastic bag ban. But I wasn't thinking of that, and so I walked into Target uh, because now I have a son who's sick with mono, so I had to go buy all kinds of like decontamination things and all these, you know, medicines and very more liquids, and uh, and so Target was upselling me their 99 cent bags and I didn't appreciate that. They made it sound like, oh, we don't have any plastic bags, so you have to buy these Target red bags. And then when I got through checkout, they did have, you know, paper bags available for 10 cents, but they they're not enthusiastic about offering the bags. Is is the, have you found that in Portland? Uh yeah. I mean, I I try always to have my own bags, but that doesn't always work out. But what you end up doing is so the back seat of my car is just filled with bags. Ba- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paper bags, the cloth ones. Like no, you can't put anything else in my back seat anymore. No one can sit back there because it's just filled with tattered bags. You know, but and Portland I, I, is also the Portland, Oregon is such a shame based culture when it comes to things that are environmentally unsound that I'm sure nobody wants to ask for a paper bag. Uh, whereas in Santa Monica, you know, we're not quite as shame based as that, but I have found the problem is they will they'll they won't double bag anything right. or they it's charge cheap. you twice yeah. as much so, so then bag. you get a bad bag so it just, yeah it doesn't really work out that well it's just and it's been a disaster and use some plastic bags because they're still available in the free state of <laughs> you know what though when at michelle who is a satellite sisters listener she works at ralph's in la Quinata. she's like leanne just come to la Quinata, which is the next town over we have plenty of plastic bags it's like Oh, like I didn't do it. So now I'm going to have to go out of my zip code to do my shopping, which seems so wrong. But that's burn what, gasoline. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, okay. To, to get my sense. bags. So I, it's just, it's, it's much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that's all I have to say. You'll adjust over time. You'll get a big, you know, second seat of your car will be just filled with paper, with plastic and uh, paper bags and cloth bags and old bags i i what i don't like is see i've got bags in there you know i some old produce is in the bottom of them well, so yeah they sort of sit around and rot and oh it's just it's bad 
didn't like those dirty bags. Like when visiting in Santa Monica, people, you know, they pull out the rattiest looking bags and put those up on the counter. That's I think what I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there should be some health scan to those the bags. I think your bags should be scanned before you go into the grocery store. <laughs> That's what we need. We need another layer at checkout, Julie, so it takes even longer. <laughs> okay, you guys, speaking of purchases, I just like to talk for a few minutes about Groupon, all right? Okay. I don't I don't know it, are any of you guys are you Groupon junkies? I gave it up. It just never worked for the, like the few times I ever did it. i never got around to effectively exercising whatever the deal was and it just expired. And I thought, okay, I am not doing this anymore. No matter how good the deal looks. It's so like, yeah, sometimes it happens to me, but isn't it for like 50% off on, I get for like skydiving stuff I would never do. Right. Botox. Well, there's a lot of like a teeth, good deal. teeth whitening and, both. And, um, a yeah. lot of hair removal things, but you know, I, it, it's like a siren call for me. I get up in the morning. Now, if you looked at my Groupon purchasing history, I think you would see that every single Groupon I bought has been between 615 in the morning and 635. <laughs> <laughs> because I get up, usually it's raining out before I go to work. I turn on the computer and things look good at 6.15 in the morning. You really think you're getting a deal. So I bought, you know, and Liz, like you, I have bought a couple of Groupons that I never got around to using. So it's like, who cares if it was $76 and the deal was supposed to be $149? You still lost $76. Exactly. Um, so I try to be very careful. And I have had a couple of pretty good Groupon thing. So I see so I see something a couple of months, well, maybe it was two months ago, and it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, summer was coming up. I know you guys complain about Portland, but it does get warm here. Summer has arrived. It gets hot. You know how much I love going to public pools in the summer. I mean, I pretty much have never met a public pool that I didn't like, you know, at first. I mean, I like to be outside. I like to go in a pool when it's hot. And so I saw this Groupon and it was for an athletic club with an outdoor pool, 30 visits for $30. Wow, that wow. sounds like a good deal. So did I, you, did you yeah, check out the club? A, it's a dollar a day to go to a public pool. Well, it's not a public pool. It's a private pool. Um, so I thought I can't lose. I mean, a dollar a day. That sounds great. And I uh, originally I thought it was the Groupon, you know, the fine print, which I don't read too well at 615 in the morning. I thought it was unlimited for like 10 years. And I thought, well, even if I go like three times every summer, it'll be worth it, you know, for the next 30 years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All those visits in the pool. So um, I buy it. I'm excited. Last week, it was very hot. I decide this is the day I'm going to go to my new athletic club for a dollar a day and go to the outdoor pool. And I drive. It is so far out of town. I I am like, I, I am so deep in suburbia. Like whole mini cities have sprung up out there that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, there's a lot of office parks. So I go to my athletic club. And I just want to walk in, 
check in and I just want to go swimming in that outdoor pool because they did advertise that it came with Shay's lounges. Okay. Oh, you were touting that last weekend when we were together. I know, you know you were going on and on about this Groupon. Dollar a day. So I brought my lock, I brought my suit, Lee, and I brought a couple of good housekeeping magazines that you sent me in your little magazine <laughs> gift. Um, so I just want to check in. But of course, she tells me I have to fill out this very long form with all sorts of personal information, which I don't want them to have any personal information about me. I just want the anonymous group on dollar a day, go in the swimming pool. So then I have to meet with the sales associate. Oh, oh You know, he comes out super nice guy. That's his job. He's buff. He's wearing like the shirt with the club logo. Let's just call him Kyle. Cause I think that's what his name was. And so he starts interviewing me about like, what are my like personal fitness goals? And I'm like, a dollar a day. Did you mention the 30 year plan to him? Huh? I yes. just think he would like to swim three times a year for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when Kyle sort of was steering me. He also pointed out that it wasn't an unlimited for 30 years. It was really only good for like six months. Okay, well, that's all right. I'm still pretty excited to be there. Um, so one question I was curious, he asked me, you know, about, you know, did I, how did I feel? Did I want a personal trainer? And I kept saying, just here for the pool, Kyle. Um, so he said, where are you from? And I said, well, Southwest Portland, just a part of town. And he said, well, where's that? And <laughs> I'm like, Portland, the city we're from. It's just part of town. And so he, I tried to be nice to him. He said, would you like a tour of the club? Sure, whatever. Even though I know uh, all I want to do is get to the pool. So he gives me the tour of the club. They have a day spa. Let's just put it this way. Every single inch of that club, which I'm sure it is very, very nice for families that live out there. Every inch of that club was overrun by rugrats. Do you know? <laughs> like all the cardio machines, there were like 10-year-old boys using them. There were just kids running wild all over the place. And he said, this is a wonderful place for families. And I'm like, I'm not a family type. <laughs> so anyways, we get to, we go to the pool deck. Um did so, your beeper just go off, Monica? It, I know you're on call today, right? Yeah, it did, but that's okay. It's not for me. Uh, so anyways, we get we get to the pool, and I'm very excited. It is like a postage stamp size outdoor pool. It is just cloudy with chlorine. There are 20 kids in the pool. All There's, with swim diapers, no doubt. <laughs> Julie, thank you. I do not trust swim diapers. <laughs> there is just no way those wet, soggy swim diapers are holding in what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be holding in. And hence, they have to counteract it with, like, you know, clouds of chlorine coming out of the pool. But anyways, I'm there. I drove all the way out there, got my suit, did a little swimming. And then, you know, Kyle had pointed out the therapy pool, which is – like the warmer pool. He said, right. it's a good, good place, you know, if you have to do exercises or running in the water. I looked, there were like 50 kids. In the oh, pool. 
there Usually was just, they don't let the kids in the therapy pool. No, they were in there, Leah. There was okay. just no therapy going on in that therapy pool. So the whole thing was just a huge flop, just a huge disappointment. Yes. Now I'm like 45 minutes from home and I have to drive home. So in the, in the locker room, and now Kyle's told me that they're going to issue me a card. And so I have to go back there to pick up the car. No, you don't. I, Actually, you don't. You don't ever have to go back there again. <laughs> really? Because I feel guilty that they're no. creating a plastic card for my third. See, it's a, see, it's a shame-based culture there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the point. They don't want you to. That's why they do the Groupon thing. So you become a member. You have no intention of becoming a member there, correct? Correct. You and don't now ever want I, to go back there. Right? It doesn't even appeal to me to go back there to swim at all. In the locker room as I was leaving, I was thinking to myself, maybe I could talk them into, I don't know, trading in the the, the group on maybe for like a 30-minute massage. And then I was like, how about a 10-minute massage? Okay. How about, just, how about someone just rub lotion on my hands and then we'll just call it a day and I'll never go back there. But so, you know, Leanne's right. All they're about is converting you to a member. Right. That's why you would do that coupon thing. I know. So they don't have any interest in trading you into something else yeah. that doesn't really put you on the path to membership. Right. Well, I, I guess, guess, I guess they, they have my money and, uh, I just, I feel like Kyle said he was going to call me in a couple of weeks okay. to see how it was going. And if he knows I never went back to pick up my plastic card, I, I feel guilty about that. For so. God's sakes, do, do not feel guilty. Please. <laughs> And then just tell them the truth. It's too far away. There are too many kids. I thought the pool was going to be bigger. Not interested. Goodbye, Kyle. Right. All right, Leanne. Wow. Woo. Thank you. And you should be lucky that you haven't contracted some disease from swimming in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Walk away clean, Monica. Yeah. Don't go back. I guess you're right. Yeah, the cost of the gas. So I'm out $29. That's a shame. That's a big disappointment. I could have used that $29 at the nice public pool here. And oh. and so I'm going to think about it all summer long, every day when it's super hot. And, you know, I have to, <laughs> okay. I, I can't go to the postage size pool. You just got to let it go. You just, I, I yeah. do. Yeah. It was a it bad deal, Monica. It's a just walk away. It's a bad deal. Yeah. Really cut your losses. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, maybe we should move on to talking about our Satellite Sisters Fitness Challenge then, because the uh, tomorrow, July 15th, 7 a.m. is when the Satellite Sisters Fitness Challenge closes. And, you know, there have been some issues with this. Monica, you've been participating. Julie, you've been marginally participating. But the larger issue here is we had everyone sign up at the Nike Plus site, and then the challenge, the software automatically keeps track of who's doing what miles. But then halfway through our three-month period for who can walk the most or run the most in three months, they kind of turned off the site for a while, right? So, Julie, I'm imagining you lost your mojo when that happened. Yes, I did. I lost my, not only my mojo, my way. I never, I could never really recreate how I could um, put my miles on the site. I was tracking my miles to myself, but but that was. (laughs) (laughs) That never really Well, that doesn't count in the competition. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Liz, Liz, I definitely lost my motivation. I loved it in the beginning when I could go every week a couple times a week and see what place i was in and try to move up places um and then when the site was being converted i 
I just stopped. Yeah, I totally understand. I, you can see in the standings that some people totally stuck with it and they were used to it and they got it. And probably a lot of people that had been using that running tracking system anyway. And then the bottom half of the standings might have started and then lost track and then whatever. So, but, you know, we put it out there. It was a three-month challenge. It stops tomorrow. We're going to have some legitimate winners. It appears to me, based on the standings right now at this moment, that we have three clear winners we said there would we would give uh we would talk to the top three satellite sisters in the standings so right now leslie bl believe it or not has 1260 oh my god that is that's impressive how many months did you do that for three three yes so that's a serious runner right she's running 100 miles a week yeah yeah so she won (laughs) (laughs) Is she well, she's going to be in London. I would assume next week. You're not going to be able to talk to her because she's going to be getting attacked by geese during her triathlon. So currently, unless somebody runs like 500 miles this afternoon to catch up with our top three in the standings, the top three will be uh, Leslie Biel at 1,216 miles, Mary Zy. At 1,013 miles. So good for you, Mary. And Amy Burrell at 804 miles. Wow. And it's amazing mileage. That is really serious mileage. Yes. So these are people that really stuck with it the whole time. We're probably in a groove before it started, I'm guessing. You you don't go from (laughs) zero to 1,200 miles. We have changed their lives. (laughs) But there are a lot of people in more in the bottom or in the middle of the standings, I would say, like, Julie, you came out number 67 out of 111. I, I could have been, really been a contender because I yeah. walked a lot more. I walk a lot. So. I know you do. I know. Just so weak so, technical skills there. So there you have it. Yeah, it's when they finish fixing the site, which they say will be September. We will relaunch something like this in September when it's much easier for everyone to participate. So Julie was number 67 in the almost final standings. Monica, you're number 41. Oh. You did log 145 miles, Monica. I know, but so, so it that's- should have been 345 miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The... Um, <laughs> Well, but it wouldn't. I'm not saying I walked the other yeah. two miles, but had I stuck with it. I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like Julie claiming to have done miles that just weren't registered. I know I didn't walk those other two miles, but I should have. Oh, it should have been. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's why I want to do it again. We are totally going to do it again. I came in at, in 21st place with 268 miles. And, uh, but I know that like that whole third month, this whole last month, I like, I really wasn't paying attention to it at all. So there is something about checking your standings, which is is amazingly motivating. So, um, and Storm Lisa, you're in number fourth place. Congratulations. You can see the standings online. But Leslie, Mary, and Amy, if you could email us. So if you're on Skype or something, send me some information about the best way for us to Skype you and uh, record a little conversation about really how how did you do this? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're going to be our motivational speakers for the next Satellite Sisters Challenge, okay? So the uh, if you can just go to the Satellite Sisters website, you can email us. It's sisters at satellitesisters.com and register a Skype address and then tell me what it is and we'll figure out how to record something with you. So That is serious mileage because, you know, I'm married to a serious runner and even when he was training for a marathon, he was doing 90 miles a week. Wow. Like, and so if you're doing 100, I mean, he seems to run a lot now. He does 40 a week, but that mm-hmm. is a lot of miles. Yes. That's a lot so, of miles. So, you know, but for the, for the people that started from scratch and still put in 100 miles or 200 miles, that's an amazing accomplishment too. So that's the point is that we're, we're all in this together. So, uh, so we'll work on fitness challenge round two as soon as the, uh, the actual online experience gets a little better. So, so that's that on that. Hey, Liz, then, I know you wanted to go to Comic-Con. Um, we're, 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 clo- running out of we're time. closing in and we also just lost Monica. Oh, but, okay. Okay. Bye, so, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're here. Oh, you're there? Did we lose Julie? Oh, Some, I guess we lost Julie. Lost. Julie lost. Oh, I guess I'm here. Good. Because yeah, it says Monica Dolan, one dropped. I dropped or something. I don't know. I wrote, I dropped. Let's go on. Okay. okay. Move All on. Right. I'm here. <laughs> but Julie's gone. Well, okay. Well, I just wanted to give you like, here's one minute. I was at Comic-Con the last two days, you know, which is the big pop culture slash comics slash entertainment convention in San Diego. It's so massively covered in the media now. I don't need to tell you how crazy it is, but the, I was there because one of the things I do in my job for these international television networks is launch the big shows we carry around the world, including the show called The Walking Dead, which is a big hit everywhere in the world. So I was there to launch The Walking Dead for to the international media. and But the thing that I love about Comic-Con, as you see in the news, is that people come in costume and people really, really have a good time. Like you see like whole families dressed as Ewoks where, you know, it's like mom, dad, and three kids and they are just having the time of their lives. Or, you know, sometimes there's a fine line between like total geeks and guerrilla marketing. When you see like someone dressed as the dog from Wilfred, you think, okay, is he just love that TV show? And then you notice that dog is standing on every corner in San Diego. Oh. Realize, oh no, they just hired a whole bunch of Wilfreds. <laughs> so all of that is what's fun is that all of these super geeky people who in their real life are probably kind of not that social. I'm guessing some of them. <laughs> this, is, this is their big chance. This is where they have each other, Monica. They Beautiful. just half, half the time people are just taking pictures of each other. You know, they're just like, oh, I love your Captain America uniform, uh, taking pictures of each other. So, and I kind of get, as you walk through the show floor, like the the comic book nerds, they're one whole area, the superheroes, like DC Comics, Marvel Comics, those people have big displays. Or if you love the Japanese anime, there are the products and the comic books and all of that. The thing I don't get are the people that collect the, like, super high-priced, like, life-size versions of Darth Vader. Like, where are you putting that? What is, never mind how you're even getting it home to wherever you came from. But like the, 
Where is that going in your home? Your collectible, like the entire cast of Star Wars or all of the Avengers. And these are like thousands of dollars, some of these items that people are buying. So uh, I'd like to understand a little bit more about that mentality. But one of the funniest things I saw, because, you know, people love a costume, is when they're in the convention center, you, you sort of see them in context and it's funny. But then they leave the convention center and they're going back to their hotel or getting lunch or whatever. And I walked by this one like subway shop and there were just like 12 stormtroopers standing there (laughs) it's like it's the stormtroopers at subway part of comic-con that you really gotta love so anyway it was uh it's going on today and tomorrow i was just there for the thursday and the friday and uh it was really really fun and liz that explains why you had um the vampires in your car yes zombies Leanne. Zombies. i'm sorry zombies zombies i knew as soon as i said vampires i'm like it's not vampires uh zombies <laughs> in your car a lot of people had questions about your facebook photo they yes. didn't know they didn't understand that but that was work basically yes that was work i had i had some zombies i had to transport to the, our san diego event we did a whole event with the whole cast from the show but we had these cut out zombies that were part of the staging and it was easier for me to just put the zombies in my car than it was to ship them so so, uh, so yeah, I posted that and on my Facebook page. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do that, uh, Liz Tolan. Also, if you haven't joined the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you got to be doing that because then you know everything we have going on. So, yeah, the zombies made it there and made it back, Leon. No problem. And Though, you probably added to someone's delight. Pro- somebody probably just said, you were not going to believe it. I just drove by this woman. She's going to Comic-Con. She has three zombies in the back of her car. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Yes, I hope someone posted that as their Facebook status. That would be that would make me very happy. There were there are people that like at come up to, like the big Walking Dead panel. They'll come up to ask someone a question. Like Andrew Lincoln is the star of The Walking Dead, and he plays the character Rick, Rick Grimes. You know the kind of sheriff guy. And some guy came up to ask him a question, like in the long line, dressed head to toe as Rick Grimes, like in the the hat, the badge, the uni, the whole thing, like. I'm sure that's the highlight of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. At one of my book signings, someone comes uh, dressed as me. As, hell, as Helen of Pasadena? <laughs> no, as, Le- as Leon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We better, uh, we better we sign go. off just because I'm worried um, this is, the file's getting too big. That's our, that, that means nothing. We just say that when we need to get going. <laughs> no, the file does get too big. Uh, just a reminder, over at chaoschronicles.com, uh, I am giving away two audiobooks. There's a whole list of summer books that I am reading, have read, will read, and also giving away two fun audiobooks by Jane Green and Mary Kay Andrews. All you have to do is comment to win, so head on over to chaoschronicles.com. All right, sisters, you have big weeks? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Kind of. I do have some stuff for your sons, though, Leah, and I have some good Walking Dead swag, including some, well, I'm not even going to pitch it anymore. There's some good stuff that I, I brought home multiple subs. So at some point this week, I will drop them off. Okay. It's good because my, my son is the Walking Dead. He has mono. and That's uh, so sad. So he will be spending, thank God we have Netflix, because I believe <laughs> he will be consuming a lot of television. One series at a time. So, uh, all right, Monica, have a fantastic week. Liz, you too. Julie, wherever you are, uh, happy Bastille Day. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. 